0: Hey there, and welcome to the Smart and Simple Matters show with your host, Joel Zeslovsky. I'm not gonna rhyme this time because it may be a reference to something unkind that I just deleted. Well, I think I just failed in my no-rhyming thing. At any rate, this is episode number 94. Hello, hello, and holy smokes. Man, I appreciate the heck out of the fact that you are listening to this episode of Smart and Simple Matters. You're giving me your time and attention. Whew. It's always a wonderful thing. Thank you. I'm you know, getting cranked up. Let's just get some more Thanks out of the way right away not that we want to get past it we want to dwell upon this well of gratitude as long as we can i do want to give a special thanks to our show's new patron on patreon like you blake super cool darcy also became a patron through a different route with a generous one-time paypal contribution thank you darcy and i'm thinking how about you Maybe I've been a little too rigid in how I've asked people or let people support me and this show and our community here. Maybe you'd like to contribute via PayPal instead of Patreon. Does the whole per-episode Patreon-patron thing turn you off, but maybe a predictable monthly contribution would turn you on? Again, always looking to make it easy and fun for you to support the show. And lest I forget, sweet, sassy, molassy patrons of all stripes and sizes you make me happy. Actually, if you want to support in any way, I just created a new page at joelzeslowski.com support. You will see ways for Patreon, PayPal, iTunes review, leaving me an encouraging voicemail, and whatever else you got in mind. That's all at slash support. One more thing. I have an extra dose of love to Mom 23 on iTunes, who recently wrote a review for the show with the title of So Personal and Authentic. Here's what she said. This morning, I got in my car and looked at my podcast episode list. When I saw Smart and Simple Matters, I said, hey, Joel, and then touched the play button and heard, Hey there. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the personal nature of Joel's style and his authenticity that I believe most people really crave. His very topics have also been encouraging and informative in my journey of simplicity. Keep up the great work. Well, Kelmom23, I received those words. I appreciate them so much and what you represent to ah uh, just just gratitude coming out the wazoo here. I hope you're having one of those days, too, where you're just smiling for no reason and for every reason simultaneously. Now, other things that uh, have been challenging, of course, life isn't all sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. I'm on day 22 of the whole 30-day food challenge right now in an effort to reset my emotional relationship with food. And, yeah, you know, it's it's going pretty well. It's uh, if you're not familiar it's a strict paleo elimination diet and it turns out that I miss cheese just as much as jar chocolate. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Certainly not me. Uh another news, just a couple more things for you before we get into this solo episode. Ooh, solo episode. It was uh, also my books experience curating that is 2 year birthday on February 18th, 2016. And if you're listening to this episode on the day it's released, February 22nd, 2016, there is still one more day to get a free Amazon Kindle version of the book. You can go directly there from joelzeslowski.com slash ECB, Echo Charlie Bravo. Just my way of celebrating with you and putting a little more generosity into the world. Other things that have been making me happy, I've been spending some wonderful time in local communities lately, both Simple Rev and Live Your Legend, and I may even have an upcoming solo episode in me on what it means to be in community, how it feels to deeply belong to and within a group, something that I'm just super fascinated by and super into right now. I'm hoping you are as well. If that sounds good, let me know. Today, though... I have a different solo episode topic for you. This one's going to be a relatively short episode, especially compared to the routine one-hour chats that I've been publishing lately. I've had some really nifty folks to talk with. I can't help myself. It's just good stuff. Um, But this time, I'm going to be talking about music for the first time ever on this show. Not just any kind of music, of course. Some of the music of my youth specifically certain genres of rap and hip-hop and why i'm distancing myself from them as much as possible little experiment i recently went through song by song all 272 of my mp3s in a rap and hip-hop folder on my computer and with each one i decided do i keep it Do I delete them based on whether these songs support my personal values and the types of conversation I want to see happening in the world? If you're thinking, why would you feel the need to do this? Uh, What are the stats from your purge? What exceptions did you make? Can you give me some specific song examples that you used to love and now you just can't handle hearing even an instrumental version because they make you think of the offensive lyrics All those questions and more, I will be your guide. You can be an expert explorer along with me. Here we go. As you may already know, I'm all about simple living, which to me means being generous, grateful, content, intentional, clear on my cons, but enough, and probably like 10 other things. I'm also all about community building, co-creating a better future with you, with people in my local community, with people all around the world, one with a greater possibility. And being authentic, having genuine relationships, also just super duper huge for me. So if I'm going to live true to my top values, which I discovered recently are connectedness with family, friends, the environment, my communities, self-awareness, understanding my purpose or the purposes, you know, the why behind it all, gratitude, simplifying, and authenticity, I'm going to need to align my experience with those values. So if I'd rather incorporate ritual reflection through mindfulness uh, and meditation, I'd rather do that than get my grind on or hustle for every dollar I can get every day. Really, I should remove the things that distract from that or explicitly declare that they are against my worldview. And if focused family time is so important to me. Because my family deserves my best, not just leftovers after I'm done doing everything else. You know, why would I benefit from people who talk about their brothers and sisters, their parents, their children as liabilities to avoid or tear down instead of allies to love and grow strong with? So... That is why I deleted 90.44% of my rap and hip-hop music in the past week. Whoa, right? I'll get to the why in a moment, but before that, I have a few caveats. First, I worked darn hard to avoid any explicit words, things that are overly visual, graphic, or sexual references in this episode— It was hard to find suitable lyrics to illustrate my points without tipping into misogyny, murder, the hustle, more money at any cost, all these other unsavory themes. But what I'm about to say here is more raw, potentially inappropriate for young listeners, please act accordingly. Second of all, because I don't want to actively encourage people to listen to the specific songs I'm going to mention, there will be no links to them in the show notes. And third, I know that rap and hip-hop are these huge musical genres. I'm sure there's tons of stuff out there that's good for more than just its sweet beat. But my comments center around rap and hip-hop as I know it, which is a very specific version of that going back to the late 80s and 90s. Uh, I don't want you to go back in the time machine with me to fully grasp the context around why that music was created when it was, but I just want you to let you know that there is a rap and hip-hop bubble that I'm in that I have no desire to get out of, and I'm just looking to pop that and not explore anymore. I'm not going to judge anyone who continues to listen to music like gangster rap or think that I'm better than anyone who might become empowered by the same experiences that make me sad and unhappy. So just wanted to get those things out of the way. Now, why would I delete 90.44% of my rap and hip-hop songs? There's a few reasons. One of them is because I very rarely listen to hip-hop or rap anymore, and I can no longer in good conscience listen to, let alone sing along to, music that's glorifying murder and bitches and hoes, hardcore drugs, all this stuff which... Just, it's hard for me to just talk about this stuff right now. I don't want it to be a part of my life. I would rather not be a part of anyone's world. I wouldn't sit through a hateful speech about those things, that's for sure. I wouldn't stand for somebody calling my wife or my friends the things that many rappers and hip-hop artists call women. I'm not going to go and read a book or listen to a podcast episode, watch a video about all these topics that I've had flowing through my ears from this kind of music for two decades. I'm, I'm standing here, I stand when I podcast by the way, not sit here. I'm standing here thinking you know, why should I continue to hear those same things just because they're lyrical and just because they have a sweet beat? It's ridiculous to me, it's completely ridiculous. And as I said, you know, for a little more nuance, almost all my rap and hip hop comes from probably about 2004 and earlier And much of it is that West Coast gangster rap from my very impressionable youth. I have very little exposure to what's happened in rap and hip hop in the past decade or so. Who knows? I mean, maybe, perhaps things have changed significantly. To me, though, it doesn't matter. You know, my songs that I used to have were recorded a long time ago, and they represent a past vision. Almost like a nihilistic possibility for the world that I no longer want to influence me. And it's even as I do yoga, this there's just this glaring contrast between my rap music and my MP3 playlist when I do yoga at home. All the songs that represent where I am now, where I wanna go, they're about love, they're about gracefully letting go, about intentional breathing. Uh, Other topics, which I feel are the topics that we should be discussing and focusing more on, Uh, for whatever reason, I haven't listened to any new country music songs in about 15 years, but half my yoga playlist is country. How weird is that? To help you understand a little bit better where I'm coming from, just have two quick stories for you. The first one is when my brother Aaron and I, we used to drive in and around Marble, Minnesota. I think it was population 789 back in roughly our high school days. My grandparents lived in... um, My mom was raised up on the Iron Range in northern Minnesota. And we used to go up there to visit our family many times a year. So here Aaron and I were driving around in my parents' car, just hoping and praying that Warren G's song, Regulators, I don't know if you remember that one, uh, would come on just... There were maybe three stations of the whole FM band that came in at any point up in Marble, Minnesota. And we were praying that that song would come on. And when it did, oh snap, it was thumping. It was on in our car. It was just one of the most amazing things at the time. Uh, another little snippet. I remember back in my early teens, you know, I remember listening to some NWA or Tupac in my parents' basement on a Saturday night. They had gone to sleep, of course, because, man, a teenager listening to hardcore gangster rap. Uh, Yeah, I had to have the volume turned way down on that. But I would listen for hours while I played some video games on my Super Nintendo. I fondly remember not the songs itself, but just the experience of being able to be by myself, listen to what I wanted and playing video games. The combination of those things is something that just really is vivid in my mind. I mentioned these two brief stories because I haven't had a new positive memory associated with rap or hip-hop in probably about 15 years. And as I think about it more, I wouldn't hold on to pictures from 15 years ago that were meaningless to me, or maybe even worse, they made me feel horrible. Every time I looked at them or thought about them, uh, I wouldn't hold on to my clothes from 15 years ago that were filthy, Or I was ashamed to admit that I still owned, right? Yeah, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't keep painting my house with lead paint, which was perfectly acceptable when it was first introduced. But now that stuff, it's proven to be toxic to bodies and minds and to most people's environments. So it's with this same mindset that I decided to approach and come to terms with my music collection. Okay, you probably are looking for some practical stuff. You're probably looking for some stats, some specific examples. Let's do that. Overall, I deleted 246 songs, or in other words, I only kept 26 out of the 272 hip-hop and rap songs in my MP3 folder There were a number of exceptions. You're probably going to think, who are these people? I wasn't born in the same decade that you were, Joel. But there are, just in terms of rap and hip-hop overall, I'm at least awake enough to know that there are certain genres which are more conscious, like, conscious rap, for example. I've heard of alternative hip-hop. I'm, I'm not sure who the artists are that are at the forefront of those things, but there is such a thing as conscious rap. There is such a thing as alternative hip-hop, and that's totally cool, along with probably some other genres and subgenres that I'm not aware of. But for me, you know, I made some exceptions for people like Rap and Fote. There's a couple of songs, A Message for Your Mind, and another one called Problems from a soundtrack a movie back in the 90s called Dangerous Minds. Never saw the movie. The soundtrack, though, wow, amazing. Uh, there's, uh, there's another one. Uh, Warren G., he has a song called Summertime in the LBC. It's just casual, flowing, laid back, you know, not the typical gangster rap that he normally has. Uh, there's uh, one more, Ludacris. He has a song called Do Your Time which is about uh, his his brothers, his whether they're little or figurative, uh, and doing time in jail. And I think some of the lyrics were really cool. I just There's one section of the lyrics I just want to read off to you. So Ludacris is rapping about you looking at a man that would die for his daughter just to let her breathe. And I'd definitely die for Jesus because he died for me. Give my eyes to Stevie Wonder to see what he's seen, but then I'd take him right back to see Martin Luther's dream. A dream that I could tell Martin Luther, we made it but half of my black brothers are still incarcerated. See, that's the kind of stuff where there's a social narrative, there's political commentary, uh, there's a lot of consciousness behind it. There's meaning, there's a statement that's being made about uh, where we are, where we could go as a people. There's possibility in those statements as opposed to looking back at the past and trying to just get yours. Uh, there's a couple other ones like AC Alone, who's just a random artist. He has a song called Junk Man. It's ridiculous. It's really about nothing, but it has a great beat. These are the kinds of songs that I kept. And as I'm thinking about it aloud, uh, I'm wondering so, Ludacris, for example, there were songs of his that I deleted. Uh, Rappin' Fote, also. Warren G., I deleted a number of songs from the same artists. And I'm wondering now, and I'd love for you to comment in the show notes. Those are actually at com slash sasm m zero nine four. 9 know, I'm wondering right now, does disavowing individual songs, is is that okay? Should I be disavowing artists who are associated with certain songs, but might have some things that I feel are good and beneficial? I'm really going to have to explore more of that and constantly reassess but again I love your comments if you have some on that topic these next set of songs though they are not conscious rap they are not alternative hip hop i'm just going to get right into some specific examples so you can understand what i'm talking about the first one is mac ten's connected for life by the way if you don't get the reference to mac ten's name He assumed his rap persona from the MAC-10, which stands for Military Armament Corporation Model 10, a compact machine pistol. Now, how much good can you do in the world as a musical artist if your name is in reference to a gun that is used to kill people all across the world? This specific song, though, Connected for Life, it's almost a special case because the beat for this song is perhaps my favorite beat in any song ever. <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, but the lyrics, the lyrics are not so amazing. Not to my ears and um, mind anymore. They're peppered with hate, murder, objectifying women, how awesome it must be to be a real gangster. Just, oof. Uh, and then uh, in another song, which the juxtaposition between Connected for Life and another song from Mac 10 called Testimony. In this other song, Mac Ten's talking about how much he loves God. And even, I'll just give you an example with some of the lyrics, because these are lyrics that I can actually say uh, and not have them be ultra explicit and negative. So he talks about when you're blind in a situation, believe he can show you. And if you ever need a hug, then just believe he can hold you. So turn to the Lord, for he's the best to consult you, and that's the realest thing the Mac 10 ever told you. So he, here, here we are, you know, he's professing his love for God and for his religious faith, and I'm still not sure how some people reconcile the religious faith and the traditions of that faith with their words and their daily actions. I mean, seriously, it makes zero sense to me that someone would claim to be a child of God and then talk about or do some of the worst things that a human can do, and that their religious faith clearly says are not acceptable in any way. Moving on, there's another song I'm going to miss purely for the stellar beat. It's Notorious B.I.G. Uh, Party and B.S. There's a specific remax, remix, I should say, by Ratatat. Wow. It just blows me away. Uh, there's uh, Snoop Dogg's "A uh, Song Ain't No Fun" is in the same class. Just I understand why I loved these genres. I understand why people still do. I mean, the the beats are just wow. But the lyrics, oh, the lyrics. Oh, Tupac's "California Love." is similar. He talks about pimps on a mission for them greens. He's talking about greens as in dollar bills. Lean, mean, money-making machines serving fiends. Serving fiends, he's talking about people who are addicted to drugs. Uh, Later in the song, he's talking about being out of jail, and as soon as he gets out of the jail, there's all these women. Hoochies, he calls them, screaming, fiending for money and alcohol. The life of a West Side player where cowards die, and it's all war? These are the lyrics in the song. I'll give you a, another example here. Dr. Dre has a song called "Explosive," and he talks about shutting up, get my cash, backhanded, pimp slapped backwards, and left stranded. Just pop your collar, pimp convention, hose for a dollar, six deuce in a plush, six deuce in pimp and hose from Texas to Guatemala. How how do you wrap your head around the how great the the backdrop can be? compared to the actual words and the implications to our society, to our culture, to the kind of world that we la- want to live in. I just can't do that. And actually, I'll probably even need to look at my... I have another MP3 folder on my computer. It's called Stuff That Rocks. I bet I'm going to have to go through that folder as well and delete some songs because I'm just off the top of my head. I know there's like Limp Biscuits, Nookie. There's an artist called Tickle Me Pink, and the song title is Go Die. I can let you guess what the topic and the subject (laughs) is within there. It's just this view in terms of where I am at this point in my life, the kinds of people I want to surround myself with, which include the people who are singing songs in my ears, the kind of life that I want to live, the kind of positive impact that I want to have on people, the way that I want to be contribution-oriented as opposed to taking what's mine. Like There are certain things that I am absolutely entitled to and that I will take from others through force, through stealing, through murder. Just not something that I can do anymore. All this stuff, what I've just said about a part of my music collection, really it's just a a microcosm for how I want to live my life, what I want to intentionally let into it. And that means I'm going to constantly reassess What I'm consuming, what kind of experiences I'm having, whether they align with my highest values, connectedness, self-awareness, gratitude, simplifying, and authenticity, when they don't, when the people, when the songs, when the food, when the everything else, when they don't align with my values, they have to go. I can't tell people that I'm living an intentional life, that I'm living deliberately and consciously unless all of these things are aligning with my highest values. So I want you to think right now, what are you still letting in? What are you experiencing that's a burden to you? Things that make you feel bad, things that directly contradict the values that you've declared that you stand for, that you want to live by, the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with. Maybe it's a certain kind of relationship. Because, like music, you know, we don't want to let a few bad apples ruin the bunch, and relationships can absolutely do that in someone's life. Maybe for you, it's a hurtful, vengeful letters from a friend, from an ex-lover, the kind you're just you're reading them once in a while, so you can feel this righteous anger, or they make you cringe. Every other sentence, maybe it's even your music collection that is always just one song away on the random setting from exposing you to something that you wouldn't accept in any other context, in any other format, except a song. Again, not judging anyone who wants to continue listening to the types of songs I just personally said I'm not listening to anymore. I know that folks have many reasons to listen to music. They may actually see and use the same songs that I now dislike, that I'm disavowing as fuel for positive change. It's all relative. Um, And, you know, speaking of change... I change. I've changed significantly over the last six years since my personal renaissance began. I've clearly changed a tremendous amount since my high school days when I was listening to this kind of music. I'm in this constant state of evolution. So there may even be a day in the future where I have to revise the personal stance on what I just told you. I'm prepared for that too. Okay, well, now you know about some of my hip-hop history, uh, why I deleted 90.44% of my rap music, even got to hear about some specific songs I'm keeping, those that I'd like to keep just for the beat. If only I could brainwash the lyrics associated with the beat for my head. can't do that, though. So uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you again. Your takeaway, my challenge to you, what do you need to purge? That's been weighing heavily on you. Think about that and take action on it, please. Let me know in the comments uh, what you're thinking about, what you're planning on doing. You can find uh, the show notes at slash sasm 94 That's also where you'll find links to the stuff I spoke about, topic timestamps, takeaways, more grooviness. All at slash sasm 94 you will also see information in the show notes about how to support me, the show, and our community via Patreon, and a few other sweet ways at that brand spanking new page, joelseslavsky.com support. If you got something out of this episode, if you feel like telling a friend because you love it or you hate it, maybe you just generally dig the show, you want to make sure that other people are exposed to the message, to the mission behind it. You know, please share it with some folks that you know. I'm depending on you. Others are depending on you to point them to the good stuff. And I am always grateful when you show us some love by talking about what we're building here together. Well, I guess that's a wrap to this episode about rap. You've just listened to the Smart and Simple Matters podcast with Joel Zaslowski. Now go simplify something, hug someone, or get your sexy spreadsheet on.